Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, your favorite layman, Jackie P, and I'm here with the co-hostess with the mostess, Doc Mock. Doc Mock, talk to me, baby. How are you feeling today? You know, we were both been in meetings, I think, since seven o'clock this morning. I think that's when we both start our meeting schedule. So right now I'm standing up. I'm feeling nice and fresh. I snuck a little workout in there somewhere and I am ready to podcast. Oh, I love it. Love it. Speaking of podcasts, we have a guest today who I think we're going to cover a lot of fun stuff. They were nerding out before we started recording. So I think (laughs) I got the lay card ready. Right. Yeah. But we have Dana Frost. Right. I I, I told myself I wasn't going to read it out, but I have to read all of this oh, yeah. because it just goes to show like Dana's out there just conquering things. OK, just killing it. Yeah. Certified life coach, functional, nutritional and lifestyle practitioner. Certified facilitator of Myers-Briggs, certified aromatherapist, certified transcutaneous acupuncturist, yoga teacher student. Bachelor's of Social Work. She has her own podcast. Dang. Idly you. Listen, Dana is not playing with anyone today, okay? She's like, listen, I got things to do. I got things to conquer. Dana, first of all, welcome. Nice to see you. And It's nice to see you, too. It's nice to be here. And that was the um, most fun introduction I've ever had. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think we got that. That was recorded. I put that in my accolades. <laughs> So, so Dana, how are you feeling today? I feel great. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. I feel really good. It's a sunny day. I'm in Miami. How I always say, how can you not be feeling great when you're in Florida? I mean, I have some, I have some thoughts, but we don't have time. <laughs> yes, <I'm fine. laughs> Just kidding. Florida's fantastic. It was 35 degrees this morning here in Philly. So oh. I agree. Yeah, sunshine goes a very long way. It does. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com slash courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, 
I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. So before we get into the fun, of course, I'm Jackie P, your layman. I'm going to make sure that these two extremely accomplished, extremely smart people keep the talk down to a low roar of what I like to call the nerd noise. So everyday folks like myself can understand what they're talking about and participate in the conversation. Doc? I'm Doc Mock. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist, which is a fancy type of GI doctor that uh, removes and treats and diagnoses cancer. I'm also a functional medicine doctor. Definitely not as accomplished as Jackie P, but but I may have bigger calves than Jackie P does. For sure. For sure. (laughs) And Dana, introduce yourself to the folks. Well, hi, everybody. Hi, community of Maximal Being community. Um, I. Let me just say I'm I've been a wife of 32 years. I've raised five kids. Um, I've lived on three continents. That's a little bit of the personal. I was raised in Missouri, so I'm a Midwesterner at heart. Um, I've been in the coaching profession since 2007. So interestingly, we were living in Brazil and we adopted two children. And I knew I needed support. So life coaching was fairly new at that time. And I hired a friend in the US who had become a life coach. And honestly, it was so transformative for me that I was like, yes, I'm doing that. I'm doing that training because it made a huge impact in my life. It was very positive, felt this cradle of support with direction without dredging. Later, I did have to go and, you know, I had therapy and different things. There's a time and place for every you know, every modality that's available for us. But um, I got into the life coaching field because of my experience of working with a coach and started my practice while living in Brazil. And I've added all those things because I needed all those things, right? So all of those um, trainings, it was because of my own curiosity and search for the things that I was experiencing, like when as as a life coach, just researching human development, I stumbled upon the um, the way that the brain uses the power of smell, and you activate the part of your brain that processes memories, behavior, and motivation. And I, it just was a light bulb went off. Oh, I should be using aromatherapy in my coaching practice because it's effortless. You know, using aromatherapy, you don't have it. You just have a have an, an essential oil, rub it on your hands, rub your hands together, cup it over your nose, breathe it in, put it in a bath, steam it in a shower, put it on the soles of your feet. So the things, you know, those certifications are really fr- come from my own curiosity and then realizing, oh, I can use all this stuff with clients. So that's, um, you know, that's a little bit about my story. I had a health crisis um, that I think is really why I'm here today, to be honest with you, my own health crisis in 2011. Um, I stabbed myself pitting an avocado and I still had five 
children at home. My oldest daughter was a senior. She had just graduated from college. And um, I did what most women do. I stabbed myself with an avocado. I was really hungry. So I was trying to get a healthy snack ready, guacamole. And I knew we needed to have dinner. And I'm like, I am not going to the emergency room right now. There is no way. I cleaned it up. I mean, I literally stabbed in between two fingers. I wrapped, I cleaned it. I wrapped it. I continued with dinner. We had dinner. My husband wasn't home. I had a friend there with her kids. And I'm like, let me call the emergency room and see if they're busy. This is what women do because we wow. we're multitasking and we have, we are holding, you know, all of these different responsibilities. And they said, oh, there's no line. So I went over and I had no idea that my heart rate was 36 beats per minute, which sent the staff, you can imagine, like, are you a you know performance athlete? No, I'm not. Um, you know, the litany of questions. And suddenly, you know, there was simple glue that went on the um, you know, to patch up the stab. And then I was, you know, high alert for the cardiology team and Eventually, two weeks later, when they ruled everything out, I had a pacemaker implanted. And unfortunately, I did not feel better. Yes, my heart was pacing. I was still really, really tired. And in reflecting, I realized I had been tired for like six months, but I was still doing boot camp, you know, and I just thought it's this, you know, my daughter, my oldest graduated. I had five kids, you know, five kids. I just thought it's stress. I'll get her launched to college and then I'll be able to rest. And, um, you know, there was no, my electrophysiologist said, it's in your head, your heart's fine, you're fine. You know, you're just imagining this, you just need to relax. And it really wasn't that answer. It wasn't enough for me because I knew that wasn't what, you know, I knew that wasn't, I knew it just wasn't that. And so I went to my gynecologist I was pre-diabetic. I went to the endocrinologist. She really didn't have a lot of nothing that was really honestly helpful. My gynecologist wanted to put me on antidepressants because I was perimenopause. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I promise I'm not depressed. You know, so I went on this search, this journey for what is really going on. And I found a book by a female cardiologist, When the Heart Speaks. And that book really it spoke to me and it introduced me to heart math and it introduced me. It actually, it confirmed what I was experiencing was real. There was something, there were underlying causes, emotional causes from 10 years of stress while um, the adaptation process um, with our two adopted children. And it's not, it wasn't their fault. It was my own constitution, the way I responded to stress. and my own triggers and, um, you know, just not having the tools, even though I, I had hired a life coach that was really transformational, there was still this under underneath this level of stress that I felt that my system felt whether or not I was conscious of it every day. And so that that book was really important for me. And it led me to heart math. And I began using the heart math technology and the breathing techniques. And that gave me sort of some time to keep looking for a doctor who could help me understand why was I still so tired. I eventually did find an integrative physician who uncovered gut dysbiosis like parasites, 
the whole issue with perimenopause, like giving me things I could do about it instead of just giving me a pill and um, H. pylori, you know, there was a lot of gut issues happening. So that's really when I started on, okay, I'm going to get to the root cause but that there was like this two year healing journey that where I felt really lonely, you know, going through this, your doctor doesn't have that much time to spend with you. I didn't have any friends, um, no acquaintances who were going through a health crisis. And I was doing all of this study on my own. And I really determined that I wanted to be equipped to walk with people when they're in a health crisis, because it is lonely and you do need you need somebody who can be there with you and help you put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, so actually, that's why that is really why I'm here today. Wow. Well, first, thank you for sharing your your story with us. It's it's in, it's incredible, right? Because on on top of all those things that I mentioned that you do, right? Uh, you're also a f- mother of five children, <laughs> right? Um, so, in, and you touched on a lot of things, uh, I think that, you know, Doc Mock and I have spoken in other podcasts about, you know, the, the first thing was self-care, right? You know, you, you, you stabbed yourself and you're, and you're possibly, I'm assuming some sort of an artery, right, for losing blood. And then uh, because of the mother you are, because I've seen my wife do the same thing as a mother, it's like, it's okay. Don't worry about me. We're going to get the family going. I'll take care of myself later. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, just shows the importance that, you know, self-care and self-attention is so important. Um, And then also, you know, when you felt that there was something wrong with other than just a pacemaker, right. Finding a physician that listened to you Mm -hmm. as a patient, right. Which is something that Doc Mock preaches all the time, right. That, Hey, this is, Sure, there might be something to to attend to from a, a physiological standpoint, but if we as patients are saying, "Hey, you know what? There's just something else going wrong," mm-hmm. we should listen to that, right? And so, mm-hmm. very happy that you found that book. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. Let's let's talk about the journey. Let's talk about the things you've 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 learned. And you know, one thing you mentioned is is, is stress management, right? And and Doc Mock and I had this conversation on a previous episode about like what we do for stress. So can you talk mm-hmm. Tell us a little about some of the things that you've learned to implement or taught others about just really just handling stress, right? I can assume you probably have dealt with a lot of stress with all the things you've accomplished. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, share with us some some of the things that you, you, you do in your practice. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, I like to keep it simple. 
uh, I think that self-care really is the person taking care of themselves. It's, it's, you don't need something external to you as a person. Yes, there will be external things that can be helpful. It's helpful to go have a massage. It's helpful to go have dinner with friends. Um, but I think at the heart of it, we really, and, and women, actually men too, I don't want to just say that only women have trouble with self-care because I think that men oftentimes carry the weight of the world on their shoulders as well. And um, so let's just say humans have a hard time with self-care. We think it's something outside of ourselves, but I like to guide people. This is why heart math is a power. I find it to be a very powerful tool because you just need yourself and you need to bring your attention to your breath. Um, so I'm going to, but before that, I do want, before I get into heart map, I just want to say in the core essence of self-care is being able just to be with yourself. And even if it is, if I can get a client, okay, let's just start with two minutes, two minutes a day. You begin, we've got to slow everything down, slow, quiet, all the voices. And even if it's just two minutes, your system will read that you are taking the time to be inward, to be with your, to be with your body, to be with your soul, to be with your mind body system. So it's, I, it starts there with this idea. I call it quiet time. That quiet time, I mean, for me, I need a, a long quiet time, but it can start with just minutes. So that's, that's where it starts. But I, the tool, my favorite tool is heart math. Um, I love that it's re it's a research-based institute in California. They've been studying the impact of heart rate variability on the nervous system through the vagus nerve through using breathing techniques to harmonize the nervous system through the breathing techniques and heart rate variability. So that is my very favorite stress management tool is heart math. And it's as easy. I'll just say, maybe have you guys talked about heart math on your podcast? We haven't. We haven't. I was, I was, I was going to literally follow up with, Hey, can you, can you elaborate okay. a little bit more? Talk to us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wanted, say, cause I, yeah. yeah, Doc Mock and I had talked about it earlier and I knew that he was familiar with it. So I didn't know if you had addressed it. I love talking about it. The very first technique is heart focused breathing. It's so easy. So heart math, their visualization. So I like to preface, preface, physiologically, your healthy everyday breath, and this is also stress management because our nervous, our breathing is dysregulated. Most of people are breathing fight and flight breath through the chest. So it comes in and out through the nose. It's deep, enters the nose, goes all the way down, inflates the stomach. It's regular. Inhale and exhale is roughly the same. It's quiet. No one should hear you breathing unless you have a cold or a breathing obstruction and it's slow, quiet, and it's slow. So it's deep, it's slow, quiet, regular. That's physiologically, that's how you want your breathing to be. Now we add heart math. The very first technique is heart-focused breathing. That you bring your visualization to the, to the area around your heart. You visualize your inhale and exhale to flow to and from your heart center. Just do that right now. Like the moment I drop into that, I just feel the energetic shift because you're tapping into the energy that emanates from your heart. Your heart can be read 
far from your body, whereas your brain is barely leave the brain waves barely leave your body. You notice you go into a room. I know both of you have gone into a room and you can feel somebody else's energy way across the room. You feel it. That's the that's the heart. The energy of the heart is emanating the energy that's coming from that person's whole system. So you visualize the inhale and exhale the flow to and from the heart center. That's heart focused breathing. Then you add on to that, they have something called the inner ease technique. So previously they used gratitude as the emotion for this. And you visualized that you drew up, you know, you recall the time when you felt gratitude, you would recall that memory and you would visualize the inhale and exhale to flow with the feeling of gratitude from your heart center. What they discovered is that inner ease is easier for people to call upon because some people stumble. And I I have found this with clients when people are in a really difficult time in their life, it's hard for them to automatically think of what they're grateful for. You know, they may really be in fight and flight. They may be in a traumatic situation and they just like, they can't think of what they're grateful for. So inner ease, they, they landed on inner ease technique because we can feel inner ease it just feels like everything's softening. The system is softening. The joints are softening. The muscles are softening. You allow that to flow to and from the heart center, feeling of inner ease. They have heart lock-in where you recall a time in your life where you experienced an emotion that was fueling. So lately I've been using the birth of my first grandchild because I just have all the Thank you. I have all the feelings about it, like pride and like this love that's literally exploding from my being. I'm obsessed with my grandchild. Um, So I've been using that, that memory and it, and I just allow that to flow to and from my heart center. And it's like, you expand your field, just, it just expands your light, your radiance, everything just expands that, that those are kind of the basis of heart math. Yeah. So I feel like you touched on a really interesting concept and it's this concept of heart energy, right? So Mm. a lot of the listeners out there probably feel that, right? Like feel when somebody's in the room and they're anxious, you, you can feel that difference, you know, as a healthcare provider walking into a room, you can almost sense when somebody is feeling Mm. a little bit upset and they actually have studied this. You know, I pulled a study in 2008 from the journey of mind body medicine and um, what they looked at was electrophysiologic tracings in people. And what they find is that when you put two people in a close proximity, so within a five foot radius of each other, their heart electrophysiology can actually synchronize, meaning get along the same wavelength, which is pretty interesting. So there's definitely something going on electromagnetically. I know it sounds like woo-woo medicine, but I mean, I'm telling you, this is strapping monitors onto patients and watching the tracings occur. And I integrate this into my practice. So before starting an encounter with a patient like this, I say, you know, we just met, but let's just take a few minutes to just take some deep breaths. Mm. And I find that the rest Mm. of the encounter goes so much more pleasantly. And it tells people that you care about them, right? Mm That's so powerful. And earlier when Jackie was talking about you and your practice, and then from the conversation we had before we started recording, 
we need, I mean, as a patient, as someone who's been a patient in a heart health crisis, we need practitioners who sit in the seat of empathy and take the time to listen or even the power that you would open the door of when I put, when you were saying that I put myself in that little room, when the doctor walks in as a patient, you feel trepidation, you feel intimidation, not because the doctor makes you feel that way, but it's that separation that we have between patient and practitioner. Yes. And um, the power of a practitioner who would start with, can we just take a moment? Those are such po- simple words that are so powerful. It's really amazing. And, and you think about you, I can't think of the phrase, but those you, um, you fire together with people you're with, like you, there's a phrase I'm, I, it's, it's, I can't remember, but you know, you do the company that you keep does have an impact in terms of your own, you know, the way that you're vibrating because you do start to enmesh with the people that you're intimate with. It's very powerful. And it, and it's not woo woo because as you said, this is clinically studied. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and heart math, you know, we're not sponsored by them. I don't get paid by them. We are going to be doing some research with their platform. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say that as a caveat looking at pre-procedural anxiety. However, it's such an easy thing to implement and buy for those of you out there. Um, you know, I was introduced to this by a um, very gifted psychologist out there. You can download it on your phone. You wear a little device on your finger. You focus on this little color wheel on it, and it kind of tells you how to pace your breathing, and you focus on your breathing for a time period, and it will give you direct feedback. And you can try things like mental imagery where you envision, say, something that's stressful, and you'll see your patterns go at all out of whack. It's it's really fascinating from kind of a biohacking standpoint, mm-hmm. just to see how mm-hmm. much things can change with visualization. And the power you have simply through visualization and your breath and the energy of your heart that you can change your heart rate variability just by yeah. focusing and moderating your breathing pattern. It is, you know... We have so much power in our own system. So, you know, we started this, Jackie, with self-care. We have so much power in our in our system to really impact how we respond to stress. And Jackie, we were talking about stress the other week. What did I say is my answer for how I deep do breath. stress? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just take a deep that's breath. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Doc Mock said, hey, when... When the things are closing in in a high stress environment, he just takes a second and, you know, takes a a deep breath and uh, a funny, interesting thing. So my wife, uh, she's a early childhood educator. And one thing that they teach kids is breathing when they're upset. And, you know, they they have all these fun things to say, hey, take deep breath, smell the cookies, blow out the candles. And her, you know, she's done research on and research reports and it's there's a direct impact on how children are reacting and, oh. you know, processing things that might upset them in their day to day. So it's, you know, you, you know, you're right, Dana, we have our own tools. And I think a lot of folks sometimes don't realize that sometimes it just, there's a, a quick breath can 
mm-hmm. calm and, and, and slow everything down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, trauma that we all experience on a day-to-day basis, some more severe than others. Obviously, this has been a very traumatic few years for so many people for so many reasons. But we form these neural pathways in our brain where we're accessing a, a little part of our brain called the amygdala, which is, you know, kind of that reptilian brain that tells mm-hmm. us like, you got to get out of this situation, but you're not going to get eaten by a tiger. You're just feeling nervous because your bank account's down to zero, right? And so deep breathing, when you look at functional imaging of the brain, reprograms those neural pathways from accessing that reptilian brain to more the cortex, the, the, the deep thinking part of our brains. I love that. And, um, yeah, that is, that's a really important part. I think that when we know, you know, one of the things I learned in therapy, and I I like to share this because it was huge for me. And that is, I needed to understand what my triggers were so that I had a plan because the brain is so that reptilian part of the brain that it's there for our own protection. It's not a bad thing. It's there to protect us and it protects us from memories that we wouldn't be able to handle, but we have, it's so fast. We have to be faster than it. So we have to really have the knowledge. We have to have a tool that we can use and we have to have the knowledge. Okay. This is a triggering When this happens, I get triggered. When something feels this specific way, emotionally, I'm going to get triggered. Then you get a, you're a little bit faster than your trigger and you can call upon the heart focused breathing and you, you know, you prepare yourself and that, that isn't, that's how we do rewire our neuro, our brain pathways, which is so cool that science today shows that we can do that that we're actually not a prisoner to the things that have happened to us. Right. Yeah. The We used to think that, you know, our brains were kind of set in stone and we aren't able to remodel them, but we've discovered since things like brain derived neurotropic factor BDNF that allows us to rewire and grow new neural pathways. And then the concept of neural plasticity Mm-hmm. And obviously nutrition and all these things figure into it too, but, you know, m- being able to manage stress and trauma is a huge component to that as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.